Hello! We're the Sticky Bum Boys. I'm David. And so am I. Happy New Year to everyone who celebrates. And just a new year to those who don't celebrate, I guess. This week is a personal favourite of ours. It's Caramel Week. It's a tricky one, but it's always got some good challenges. There's so many things you can do with caramel. It's just so versatile. Like me then? Sure. What? Nothing. Let's just sit here quietly while the ad's playing. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about Wix. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Okay, so Caramel Week. I really enjoyed the bit before the credits. I always do. I always watch it. I love that everyone was sharing their feelings, their thoughts, their fears, and Jürgen's giving a scientific explanation of what caramel is. (laughs) How do you feel about Caramel Week? Well, caramel is when you heat sugar. (laughs) And then George starts the episode by saying he's very confident. So we all know he's doomed. (laughs) Yeah. And Lizzie. I like the fact that Lizzie was taking on Prue with the colourful outfit this week. And Lizzie won. Lizzie did win. I can't remember what Prue was wearing, so it's not on my list of things. It kind of merges together, but Lizzie was wearing some really cool cool kind of like green dungarees type things yes, i think i can picture it i can yeah, oh, I love with a flowers on uh, so the first challenge the signature was a highly decorative sharing sized caramel tart two and a half hours what do you think very sweet it's this this is the kind of one where like my teeth hurt even thinking about it yeah it's gonna be quite a sweet one but a good challenge yeah really good yeah there's room for disaster but it is kind of reasonable and it's possible what would you have done i i mean I, wwdd I, what would I, david do <laughs> <laughs> I do love short crust pastry. I think that is actually my favorite pastry. So I would have done a really nice, thin, crisp short crust pastry. And then I would have done nuts and caramels. And you know what I wouldn't have done is done a baked element like a custard because that uh, yeah. seemed to be a disaster. Yeah, the custard so, wasn't a great idea. Yeah, I like the idea of doing like really nutty. And I would caramel. have probably paired the caramel with something cardamom. else. Cardamom. Did you say cardamom? No, I was about to say chocolate, actually. <laughs> actually. And probably some cardamom in there as well, yes. Cardamom in the pastry. I would have done a really dark chocolate ganache and caramel tart, to be honest. Kind of a bit like what uh, Chiggs did. I've done like a really dark chocolate tart case, like a thin layer of caramel, some chocolate, and then like caramel decorations. 
That's good. I think you'd have to make sure that the chocolate was probably the thinnest layer because that was the oh, thing that yeah, it sure. overpowered, doesn't it? So like yeah, yeah, have yeah. a really nice thick caramel layer and then a really thin, beautiful chocolate. That's the sound really Yeah, good. that sounds good, doesn't it? I'm very talented actually. Um what are your thoughts on wet versus dry caramel? I forget. Yeah, you do I do dry. I'm wet. Yeah, I'm dry. Famously, right now, I'm wet. Uh, so Chigs did co- uh, chocolate, coconut, and ginger. It's quite classic, very neat. It was a very, it was a David special, really. It was simple. Oi. It's true. <laughs> I think with this one, though, it's probably best, like, because um, Giuseppe's was quite simple. Yeah, Giuseppe did apricot simple, and hazelnut. Yeah, I like the sound of that one as well. Mm. I mean, we really saw that it was a tale of two halves. If you tried to do a baked element, it was a disaster. If yeah. you stuck to simple, it looked good. Yeah, it made much more sense to bake your tart case, fill it with caramel, and then put something else on top, rather than having to bake your tart case and then bake it again in two and a half hours. It's and then, if you're going to put something on top, don't put cream on top or anything that can melt. Yeah, uh, Jürgen. <laughs> because you've got, we do, there's the time, once it's finished, there would be time for it to kind of set more, as long as the toppings you're using are not destructible with heat then it would be okay destructible with heat yeah i'm not really sure not sensitive to heat but i was also trying to think what would what could you use that could go on top if your if your thing was warm still biscuit what could oh biscuit you could do little biscuits pastry um praline or like uh sugar work shards kind of thing like rather than doing like fiddly sugar work maybe like shards what do you think of sponge sugar and sugar work i i enjoy doing it but i never have the time I don't mind doing it. I just don't like it to eat do, it. Oh, I love it. Oh, do you? Yeah. Oh, yeah I always yeah. say it's one of the things that people just take off, like the, the mint leaves that people put on things. Oh, I, like, I don't, no I don't eat greenery. <laughs> just not, caramel. I'm not here for a salad. I love the sweet crunch of it. I really, mm. really love sugar work. Do you not like creme brulee? No, not really. Really? Because of the... But I don't mind that as much. And I do like the ones where it's, you know, the hazelnut mm-hmm. that has the long bit. Yeah, then there's hazelnut spike famously. I just don't like the bits where it's just, just pure, crunchy, hard caramel. Don't it's like not... it too hard. No. Noted. So George made a banoffee tart in a chocolate pastry case. Now, if this had worked, this would have been the pinnacle of Bake Off excellence. Because banoffee pie is the best dessert that exists. It's so good. And in that case, he should have just gone for a banoffee pie. Yeah. Because he could have done the sliced bananas, caramel, and then he would have had enough time to cool it and put the cream on top. Yeah, I don't know why he tried to make it into a custard. Although, like, if it had worked, when he there was a shot of it before he topped it with... We'll, we'll get to, we'll get to George's bizarre topping. Someone say chaotic topping from George. Um, but the the caramel custard had like bananas suspended in it, and it looked really cool from above. And I also didn't want any topping on it. And perhaps he would have done better if he hadn't, because it looked really beautiful. Although he split the custard, which was a shame. Which is a disaster because custard only works when it's silky smooth. Mm-hmm. His shall we talk about his topping? Oh yes, please. Do we think he's ever topped before? <laughs> I don't think so. Apparently not. No, Apparently it's very not. clumsy. He's when a he clumsy was, topper. When he was scooping the cream off oh, with his hands, goodness. he'd piped it on and he just got gathered handfuls of this cream. But it also shows how horrible the cream was. The cream was so thick and solid that he could just pick it up with his oh, sausage fingers and take it off. It did look a little like sick yeah. in a tart, didn't it? But his pastry was lovely, so that's good. <laughs> if, if only it was pastry week. <laughs> but remind me, uh, what did Christelle do? What was her flavours? Uh, Chris, I actually haven't haven't scrolled there yet, but I'm going to assume there was miso in there. <laughs> it was miso! Hey! <laughs> Apple, pecan and miso caramel. The miso Classic. queen. Classic. I mean, again, it sounds delicious. I just wish she hadn't done miso caramel earlier. And spoiler alert, she does it next week as well. Uh, like there was too much. Christelle is miso and buttercream roses. If this was drag race, they would be slagging her off for the same silhouette. 
Yeah. And it's the same silhouette. This classic silhouette. She was um, also in the smart move, though, didn't add any sugar to the apples. So when you cook down your apples to kind of steam them and stuff, you often add sugar and spices. And she added no sugar because of the caramel profile being quite sweet. Very smart with her flavours, Christelle. I think she was the only one that got that, really, because Mm. with this one... Any the other element you were going to use, you didn't want to over sweeten it. You wanted yeah. it to be tart. Like it'd have been really good to have black currants or something. And I think most people sweetened the other element. Like bananas are very sweet already. Yeah, yeah. And if you're cooking them and putting them in a custard and things. Yeah, yeah. Lizzie, interestingly, there's another thing that one of my the tart ba- will go on. My tart will go on. Oh. Another little background thing for Bake Off is if you've got something like a pineapple, we've all made this error. Never ask them to get it for you. Because they will go to a supermarket and get you a solid, unripe pineapple or like mangoes. I remember down on ours, he had passion fruit. And I looked across and I was thinking, they were like, you know, know, passion fruit have to go all wrinkly and dry. And his were like brand new, unripe. And he didn't get any flavor in it. Guess what? Because it was the wrong passion fruit. So they're the kind of things for anyone that's applying now for things like fruits like that. Bring your own nice and ripe. I think it was the least of her worries, though, to be honest. There was other, so many other things going on. She was like, another one who was baking her custard. It wasn't working. She said, like the Titanic, it was a disaster movie, yeah. which is funny and true. <laughs> and it was going wrong. And Paul came over and said, why are you carrying on regardless? And she's like, well, what else am I meant to do? Yeah. Like, do at this stop? stage, yeah. should I just stop and give you this? Yeah. Um, so another one who struggled with his cream was Jürgen. He used kumquat creme, that's hard to say, kumquat creme chibou. That's quite hard to say, isn't it? Say that two times fast. Kumquat creme chibou. Yeah. Shem. You couldn't even say it once. Kumquat shem. Still can't say Twice. it. Try again. Kumquat shem. Nope. Three times. One more time. Kumquat shem. Nope. No. Four. Kumquat. Kumquat creme shabu. Kumquat creme shabu. Kumquat creme shabu. Okay, fine, Michael. I'm so talented. Okay. I'm just really good in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> what is a kumquat? It's like a little mini orange, but you eat the skins. A really happy quat. <laughs> <laughs> That was funny. <laughs> it was good. It was good. Thank you. Well done, me. And it wasn't in any script. I didn't know it was coming. It wasn't in the script either, no. <laughs> um, so Jürgen's was crammed with nuts. Wall-to-wall nuts. Too many nuts. Too many nuts and too sticky a caramel. And his nuts were too hard um, because it kind of took out Paul's mouth. Oh, you don't want hard nuts. No, no not hard nuts. No. no and, and his quats weren't happy either because they'd curdled. It wasn't It wasn't a perfect run for Jürgen, which is surprising. I think it could have been really nice. I'm imagining it was going to be more like a nougatine. Yeah. But it's, it's set too hard, perhaps? And then the cream looked awful. Did it? The kumquat. Was it more? Kumquat knob cheese. <laughs> it's more like knob cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Overall, nobody was perfect in that challenge, but everybody was kind of nearly there. So it wasn't really, there were no tops and bottoms. My issue with this one as well is I didn't really want to eat any of them. Like, you no. didn't look like the judges were enjoying um, it. It looked too sweet. Christelle's I would have eaten. A very thin slice with a cup of coffee. Coffee? Yeah, caramel and coffee. No, thank you. Really? Not for me. What do you eat with coffee? I don't. Oh, you just have coffee on its own? Yeah. Cup of tea? Yeah. I was really hungover yesterday, actually, and I went to Pret um, to get some shit coffee because that's all there was. And I walked out with four sandwiches. <laughs> four? And they were all the same. With the, all the they Christmas were all ones. The, same. The, the four of the same sandwich. I think I must have still been drunk. I don't know what was happening. Did you eat them all? Well, I ate two of them and then I felt sick and went to bed. Have you still got the other two in the fridge? They're at work, yeah. <laughs> still there. I'll just work through it. I'll just work through it. Um, anyway, right. Uh, so for the technical, they had to make 10 identical caramel biscuit bars. Ooh. Some would call them a Twix. A Twix. Uh, in one and a half hours. This, I thought, was the first challenge, one of the te- first technical challenges that's possible, but very, very hard in the time. One and a half hours. Right? Doing anything one and a half hours is tough. When it's Anything. Like- Anything at all? Well, no, some things are easy in what's 10 minutes. Easy, what's easy in that time? But if you've got... What's easy in 10 minutes? Um, Amaretti biscuits. <laughs> but 
if you have elements like this one where it's biscuit and then caramel and then chocolate, that is tough. And a chocolate coating, when they say chocolate coating, everyone kind of forgets that the bottom has to be coated. No comments, please. But you have to comment all the sides, the top and the bottom. And it's hard because you have to get, for it to be able to stand on its own, one surface area needs to be set. I mean, it's almost impossible to do in the time they had as well, because you could see at the end, their chocolate wasn't set. Like they were no. using the cooling time of waiting for the judging to happen yeah. for that to be set. Because, yeah. But it was a good challenge. I did like it. I enjoyed watching them all try to avoid saying the word Twix. I thought that was yeah. fun. That yeah. was good. And they all kept trying to, they, they all kind of went twi- caramel Christmas, uh, Christmas bar. Oh, <laughs> caramel Christmas bar. It seemed very difficult, I think. It seemed quite tense. Actually, overall, this whole week felt quite tense. I think when Amanda left, a little bit of the joy went. Yeah, and, and to add that into then caramel, because caramel is a stressful thing anyway. Right, so Christelle was kind of giddy with her chaos. George was just in hell all the way through. <laughs> Jürgen was, well, George was in hell every single week. Uh, but Giuseppe is dripping everywhere, he shouted. That was the first innuendo of the whole week, was him saying it's dripping everywhere. And it's quite a loose innuendo. Yeah, and we're halfway through the technical. Halfway through the technical. It just seemed quite stressful. What I liked, though, one of my favourite bits was Noel's descriptions of people. Yes, that down. Was so fun. he said Al Pacino on the Guess Who board. D- don't tell me. Uh, is it Chicks? No, that's Giuseppe. Sure. Lumberjack Robert De Niro. Chicks. The main puppet in the labyrinth mixed with the League of Gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> so harsh. Lizzie. No. <laughs> Jürgen. <laughs> and then Princess Leia dresses a bullfighter. Yeah, Lizzie. Yeah. Oh, and then dear. they didn't have Crystal and George. Maybe they did, but it was too offensive. Yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> le- describing anyone as a League of Gentlemen is quite, quite <laughs> offensive. If people haven't seen that, just look it up. Oh, I love him so much. Uh, so the bottom of the pile was George, fresh from hell, straight there. I mean, can we just say, the, one of my favourite things was, you know when George does things like in a strange way? Yeah. Putting his biscuits in a loaf tin and then pouring all the chocolate over it <laughs> and then trying to scoop them out of the loaf tin. What was he thinking? <laughs> <laughs> and then I also would have baked all of my biscuit in a loaf and then chopped it. Is that what they did? Yes, exactly. Yeah, right, yeah. And yeah. then and then pour the chocolate on top. Uh, and then trying to soften this caramel, it's already too hard. I'm just gonna cook it some more. <laughs> N- like George was not having it. It was the extre- everything that he's done in all the weeks before, it was just kind of like all came together in this. I would this love week. just like a super cut of all the times when he's like, oh God. Oh, <laughs> yes. oh God, I hate this. This is horrible. Why am I doing this? I hate baking. Oh God. I would have loved just like a full, that's all he did the whole time. George on the bottom. Third was Chicks or Chips, as my computer says. Second was Jürgen. And in the first place was Giuseppe. It continues to be Jürgen versus Giuseppe at this point yeah. with Christelle just fanning around with some miso in the corner. This one worked well for Giuseppe because it was about neatness because none of them seemed to get all the textures right but his were just like Twixes. He's always neat. So the showstopper was a visually spectacular caramel dessert with a sugar glass dome or sphere. One baked element and two caramel components in four and a half hours. It's a lot. I hate, I hate, hate, hate this obsession with sugar domes and sugar glass spheres and cubes. There's no fucking point. I'm so much more interested in all that sugar stuff we were talking about earlier. That sugar, like sugar work, like making swirls and spins and shards and all these things. That's so much more interesting. But they're so focused on these fucking spheres that they don't even eat. If this was a taste test, this would be the death penalty, not just jail. Death penalty. Because I agree with you. Like, it's thick. Isomalt you can't eat anyway. Yeah. It's not nice. Like, so the fact that they're not even using caramel, I mean, I know George did, so like, kudos to him, he actually used something you could eat. Still went home. Isomalt is horrible. It's rock hard. It's not possible to eat. Mm-hmm. None of them look good. No. Like, it's just, and also, 
everyone's that oh, looked didn't quite nice. Oh, he did go home. Sorry, yeah, he did, yeah. Everyone's that looked okay, and then they put a dome on top and hid what was nice underneath it. It was all It's a horrible. waste of time. It's a complete waste of time. All they go is, oh, I can see through it, or, oh, I can't see through that, and then they move on. The only good thing this time was the drama that Christelle was having with hers. Yes, having said all of that, I'm very grateful they did it because it was excellent <laughs> television, but <laughs> I still think it was shit. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I got annoyed with this challenge because... The caramel dessert was interesting, but so much time was... I think for television, perhaps, the sphere is interesting, or the the dome or whatever, but for actually baking, and if you want to know what they're making, it's a, it's a waste of time. Yeah. Well, it's a waste of time anyway. Uh, Christelle and her massive knob-like cactus... <laughs> Have you seen... Did you see that picture? <laughs> yeah. It's like twice the size of her, like a seven-foot cactus. <laughs> She was making a bizarrely cactus-inspired caramel. She'd run out of inspiration, hadn't yeah, she? Yeah, that was quite a strange She thing. had invented a pet snake like you did. So she was doing a miso caramel surprise, peanut biscuit, and something else. Well, I've just realised she did copy of me because I did a cactus thing covered in a glass Yeah, you, you famously invented making So she copied. Cacti. Yeah, but I put it in a glass thing. We had to do it in a glass house. Oh, so you did? Yeah. So that was patisserie week and you, and you just made a cake. Wasn't patisserie at well, all. Well, my glass thing was good, though. Um, Unlike so, Alice's, and she <laughs> was praised for it. She did a drip in memory of Janusz. Oh, no, it was before Janusz. Is this where Janusz got the idea? <laughs> <laughs> uh, she did a drip around the edge. And then when she was doing that drip, the caramel drip bit, she was like, oh, here's the money shot. I don't know whether she knows what the money shot actually is, um, <laughs> because it's not that. But it is certainly an exciting bit. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't even that exciting. Is that what porn stars honest. do? They're like, oh, money shot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm going in. <laughs> Talk about money shot. Giuseppe's mirror glazy thing was not the money shot. It looked quite gluey. It looked hot. Every time they, when he was mixing it, when he was pouring it on, when they removed the thing, it really put me off his. It wasn't ideal, I didn't think, but the flavours sounded good. Salted caramel and praline with an apricot and caramel glaze. Was that the same as before? Did you do apricot? Sounds, sounds like it. It sounds, it sounds like something he <laughs> might make. Jürgen did something completely different and made a charlotte. Yeah, I thought that was quite a good idea. Yeah, very nice idea. So he had pastry, bavois, genoese, mango flower, ladyfingers and a dome. He... I mean, it was too much. It was too it much. It was very Sandro. <laughs> yes. Mm. My favourite thing was Matt trying to think of nicknames for Jürgen and even asking him, did you have a nickname? I mean, does it look like Jürgen ever had a nickname? <laughs> Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> Winnie the Pooh. I was going to ask you because Matt went with Jürgela, which I quite liked. Yeah. But actually, Winnie the Pooh is best. Yeah. I don't, I don't know why he went so hard on this challenge. Perhaps he wanted to kind of prove something. He'd kind of not been on pro Jürgen form but it was there was a lot going on here that but wasn't then, necessary but then if you're going to prove something he could have really fallen flat because even if just one or two of those elements hadn't worked properly but they were he would have got the criticism of like oh he's doing too much yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Lizzie did something completely different and flipped the sphere to make a bowl which I loved as a concept that was really smart she had apple cake with Calvados in it and a sage caramel yes which I famously absolutely adore sage caramel is stunning and I'm so glad that she did it on this, this challenge of all of them, I thought hers was the most interesting to look at. Yeah, agreed. And different. I think that the thing that Prue said was correct. I think that if it had a custard in there, mm. just like a warm custard just poured in, then it would have been Always perfect. Or on the side. Just have a custard on the side. Oh, yeah. So, like, you just... dip, so you could pour it in. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. Been perfect. And we haven't said what Chiggs made. Chiggs made a caramel and pecan thing, whatever it was. Chiggs is always, he goes quite classic. Like yeah. his always look like the kind of from 10 years ago decorations Instagram all I remember. vibes yeah uh, he went through two kilograms of sugar failing to make his dome he said and then he moved to isomalt so isomalt is is it beetroot I don't know it's just a stabilised sugar isn't it oh I'm pretty is it uh, from beetroot pause for a google 
And we're back. Uh, it is not made from beetroot. It's made from beet sugar. So that's embarrassing for me. We're just going to carry on and pretend it didn't say anything. <laughs> sugar beet. <laughs> yeah, because there's two types of sugar, either from cane or beet. So this is from yes, beet. Yes, exactly that. So it's basically just a stabilised sugar. But either way, inedible. So George was the only person who did a proper, proper sugar sphere. It's very impressive. And did it save him? Um, no, no. <laughs> No, he didn't know. That thing when they pour it onto cling film and then push down like a big cutter. What's happening? What's going on there? I don't know. It's like it's some kind of clever thing, isn't it, where the pressure pushes it up, which looked really good. Like Jürgen's, also, to get it that clear, mm. Jürgen's looked really, really good. Mm. But then it was quite strange with that really thick collar around yeah, the edge. Yeah, I don't know how he could have avoided the collar around the no. edges. It was, the whole thing was a bit confusing to me. We have to talk about Christelle. <laughs> So Christelle managed to break it three or four times. Her mould was, she just had a bad mould. Her mould was really shit. And then she finally copied Lizzie, which was lovely. And Lizzie showed how to do it. And that was fab. Loved that. Lizzie showed how to do it. Then she put back the successful sphere she'd made into the shit sticky mould. And then it stuck again. It ran, ran to hug Lizzie saying, oh, thank you so much. And then literally two, and also she had no time. Lizzie's like, uh, Christelle, go, go and get it and put go, it on your cake. Stop hugging me. Go and finish your fucking bake. And it stuck to the mould. Oh God, it was hell. You it can was see. brilliant TV. Excellent. Oh, Excellent television, but I was so stressed. That was very, very tense. The whole episode as a general vibe was less fun, and I didn't really enjoy it as much as the other episodes until Christelle's final 10 minutes, where it was just went, oh my God, it was horrible to watch. But they all succeeded. They all made sugar domes. George's was the most spectacular because it was actually sugar, but they didn't eat any of the sugar domes, and no. all their bakes were actually okay, apart from, was Jürgen's quite gluey? Jürgens was... No, not Jürgens. No, Jürgens Giuseppe's really was gluey. Giuseppe's was gluey and dry. They, yes. were, they were actually very disappointed with Giuseppe's because usually, if nothing else, he's on point with all of the textures and things like that. And his looked okay, but was dry. I thought with this one, though, there wasn't an obvious... Like, no one really was that much of a star. Hence no, star there was like, no innuendo this week. No. Prue did say that she couldn't resist another mouthful of Jürgens, but that's a stretch. Oh, come on, no. That's a stretch. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying to make it interesting, Give us David. Some more, guys. And I actually didn't even write down who the top of the bottom of the week was. So I know George, George went, went home. George went home and Jürgen was top. Jürgen was the top, sure. George joined the week seven elite there. Oh, yeah. yeah. He actually would be good for that, yeah. He, well, he is. He is a good one for that because that's happened. No, but it's whether he's allowed into the group, though. Oh, right. Who? Because the group you're... is. We'll have to go through them all next time. We'll go through them all, and okay. I'll say who actually Doesn't is in the, the good group and who didn't deserve to be Can the. Can you imagine if I'm not in the good group? You're, you're it'll, the leader. It'll be the last episode of this podcast, Michael. You, you are the king now. of the good group. Okay, it's time for this week's taste test. Thank this goodness week... for that, because what a boring episode it's been so far. Oh, God. Please, Channel 4 and Love Productions, give us something good to talk about. Well, I'm going to give you something good now, because we heard from Millie, who is a huge fan of pizza. Except Millie likes to order a margarita with grilled bananas on top. Well, I was expecting pineapples, which is going to be controversial enough. However, I reckon this one is going to split people right down the middle and not in a good way. You know the drill. Millie, is she right or does she deserve the chop? He was with a snip there, but I don't think she'd get a snip. Oh, just the chop. Just the chop. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. 
So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, it's us interrupting us to promote us. If you'd like to support us, you can join our Patreon. It's called our OnlyFans and you will get this. Okay, I'll see you never then. Well, <laughs> you don't exist then. Well, like, goodbye forever. And a bit of this. Devin and Cole will argue about where to put the cream. Mm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and a bit of that. I don't want any part of me to be needed. Hey, what about this? This sounds like quite concerning. Do the police know about this? Well, the it's statute of limitations. It's with me. It's with me. <laughs> yeah, we don't actually know what's being put in there. Hopefully it was all really good stuff and now you want to join us. How much does it cost, David? It costs about the same price as a cup of coffee each month. Just have one less coffee and have loads of extra content over at patreon.com forward stroke sticky bun boys. Mm. <sighs> 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 Fuck that. Banana. Banana. And but that's how I we're like going to start the episode, uh, the episode, <laughs> the second part of the episode. <laughs> a northern man having a crisis Fuck in the corner. That. Fuck that banana! <laughs> so producer Alex has some very strong opinions about this oh, one. No, they, we're not cutting that out. They're listening to that. Oh, they're listening to that bit. Well, yeah, so we know that producer Alex doesn't like that. I am going to disagree. I like fruit on pizzas. What other fruit have you put on pizzas? I put papaya on pizza once. Okay, sure. What? I quite like. I don't. I don't think there's anything wrong. You're with not going like to put a, a strawberry sweet... on a pizza, are you? Or no, an unless, apple? Unless that was a sweet pizza. But I just think like there's not. 
a banana is a relatively like it's sweet, but it's a bit earthy. It's like more it, fit, plant, it kind of it's not, fits. It's not earthy, please. Yeah, it is. A beetroot is earthy. That's very. That's the ultimate earthy. The ultimate of the earth. No, I think I would say bananas are like adjacent to plantain, and I can imagine plantain on a pizza. Yeah, but plantain really isn't very sweet. So it kind no, of worked. Yeah, that would work. Which is why it would work. That would work better. Sure. But I still think I can imagine. Have they seasoned the bananas? Yeah, you'd want them salty because it's like that salty, caramelly type. Yeah. Oh, like caramelized banana. Caramelized, but you know salty caramelized banana you know on top of Millie, pizza. Millie, you're the first person not to go to jail. But we have to try it, and then we might decide afterwards. Oh, I don't want to try it. I'm too, I've got things to do, David. It's enough talking to you for an hour every week. Also, Christ. Michael, we had pizzas. Michael doesn't like eating the toppings on pizzas with the pizza anyway. No. So it doesn't really matter for Michael because he'd be having the topping I'm separate. very careful about my topping. Yeah. Best way to be. Right, on to the inbox. Brianna. It is Brianna because she's from New York. New York. Brianna said, so when Paul and Pru... Do the whole thing in Brianna's accent, please. Oh, I can't do that. That's why it's going to be great. So when Paul and Pru... I cannot do that. That was good. That was good. I've got faith. Come on. Don't you do false encouragement. (laughs) So when Paul and Pru are judging the technical, the bakers surely can hear everything they're saying. Yet everyone acts surprised when no, they hear no, the no, results. St- can I do it in Freya's accent? Follow through. Can I do Freya's? You can do Branna, Branna first and then Freya. <laughs> do both. So start from yet. <laughs> Yet everyone acts surprised when they hear the results. Is that acting or do you somehow really know who's ranked where? And now Freya. I'm not doing Freya now. That's my accent. So, <laughs> so <laughs> when Paul and Prue are judging the technical, the bakers surely can hear everything they're saying. Yet everyone acts surprised when they hear the results. Is that acting or do they somehow know who's ranked where? No, it's lovely. No. Um, we genuinely don't know. I think what there because there is obviously the edit. We <gasps> this, wait. This don't... show is edited. Exactly. Wow. wow. One thing that you don't notice is we're sat quite a bit further back. Yeah. So Paul and Prue know not to look up at the bakers. Yes, so sometimes when people burst out laughing, but they, they're not looking up, they don't know. And then when they're doing their conferring bit, we actually have to turn around and sit and face the yeah, back. It's very high tech. So we just turn and face what they call <laughs> the starburst, the, sun, the sunburst. Yeah. At the back where they're like, basically face the back of the tent and just talk amongst ourselves. And then they kind of mutter. So you can hear that they're muttering, but you're not really listening to what they're saying. And you can tell a producer's sweeping in there and saying what they want oh i think so oh the cynic so yes we we genuinely do not know who's ranked where and also paul and prude genuinely don't know who has made what thing they can sometimes tell because of the faces that the bakers pulled but you're not actually told not to make any faces either we just no. kind of just kind no. of go with it and they can always make faces out of you you know what i mean yeah but i think it is one of those funny things because it's they they do some things to make it so that it doesn't work but actually when you're watching it it looks like we're very close and it looks like they'll be able to see what we're doing with yeah, our faces but yeah. Yeah, we don't know. Well, there you go, Brianna. Brianna from New York. Right. Oh, my goodness. Americans are going to hate this. <laughs> Michelle. <laughs> yeah, they make up most of our listeners as well. We're so sorry. I know. Sorry. Michelle, since you love dating stories, I thought you might like to share with your listeners probably the best dating story ever reported. Oh. When I heard about this one on the news, I couldn't believe it was real. I still get vicarious horror thinking about it. Vicarious horror. There's a sentence. So... Do you, I think you'll rem- remember this one. I don't know if Americans will, but this was very big on the news in the UK at the time. It was actually even reported on the BBC. A woman in Bristol had to be rescued by the fire service as she got wedged between two windows. Wait, wedged between two windows? So like... Yeah, it was a straight... It turned out this guy had a very strange bathroom. So normally you'd have a window, wouldn't you? Yeah. And then some people have double glazing where it's like two windows that are very close together. But it wasn't that. It was actually after his window, there was another window about a foot away. Oh, so like almost like a skylight almost, but like the window, bit more wall, window and outdoors. No, no, window and then just gap, air. 
and then another window. Oh, right, like in an old house. Yeah, so yeah. you'd actually, you would look and you wouldn't be able to tell you maybe you just like look through the window because it's glass you want right to know. yeah yeah so basically <laughs> she was wedged it transpired that the woman threw her poo out of her date's <sighs> toilet window because oh, yeah. it would not flush yeah <laughs> she hadn't realized that this was not a normal house and there were the two windows a foot apart so she'd put a plastic bag over her hand ah! oh no sorry no so yeah so so basically when she'd done it she'd done her massive poo it wouldn't flush she'd picked it out of the toilet and tried to throw out the window and it obviously bounced off the outside window went down <laughs> between them so then she put a plastic bag on her hand and tried to reach down to retrieve the feces because the window only opened at the top but as she reached down she slid into the gap between the two windows and got wedge stuck oh she got wedge stuck with her shit there as well <laughs> mr smith who was the date had really was it mr smith mr smith had to call for assistance um the, but then he said the important bit is that she did manage to grab the poo out with the plastic bag and pass it out to me so I could flush it away. <laughs> like, could you think of anything more? It's, uh, it's mortifying enough when you go to a date's toilet and you do a massive shit that won't flush. That has never happened to me. Oh, I have done it so many yeah, times. Yeah, but I don't know. I keep things nice and regular personally, so oh. I know where I'm going to need to go. I basically, I will just flush and then wrap my hand in toilet paper and just push really hard <laughs> try and get it round the U-Bend <laughs> I've done that before I would not try what and pick it out what if you your arms stuck up the U-Bend what would you do then they just do a push from their backside and it kind of slips you around you push from the backside do you? yeah and if you've got any kind of product in there just like put loads of shampoo to make it looped and shampoo kind of, yeah just steal the shampoo <laughs> that into the it's like, like George's marvellous medicine over here <laughs> <laughs> well if you've never been in this situation Michael what you definitely don't do is pull it out and try and put it in a bag or throw it out, of a, throw window, it out of a window just, <laughs> Imagine when you found that in the garden the next day. Can you imagine her face when it bounced? (laughs) I don't imagine it bouncing. I imagine it stopping and sliding. Oh, no. (laughs) Like, hopefully it was a fibrous one. Because if it wasn't... Also, if it's not flushed, it's going to be massive. See, you know the slats we put between the episodes <laughs> sections? That's the noise it made for Mrs. Smith. (laughs) So the question is, did they go on another date? Well, he might be into it. (laughs) <laughs> yes. Do you know what I mean? Also, just quickly, how do you think she called him in? Excuse me. Oh yes. <laughs> how? Because the door would surely be locked while she's wedged in the windows with her feces. She'll have, she'll have to break the door down. Unless it's one of those weird people that don't have a lock on their bathroom door. I'd oh, I could never understand that. No, that would be the. First, I wouldn't be doing a poo in anyone's toilet if there's no lock on the door. The door. <laughs> it's quite a compromising position. You feel quite oh, vulnerable. Isn't it awful when you're on a date though and you suddenly realise I need a poo because it's not a nice thing to have to go I, and do. I, on, I genuinely don't think I've did a poo on a date before. Really? Yeah. I also don't like my cat coming. I I make sure the the cat is gone and the door is closed and locked so that I can go to have a poo. Do you know, in our flat. Our bathroom is really quite like our toilet is really close to our kitchen. It's not and in so, the kitchen for clarity. No, it's, it's it's a different bit, but it's definitely there enough that because Nick and I we don't even close the door. We just like go in and just talk to each other while someone's in the kitchen still. But if someone comes you, to stay, you give me many voice notes while doing a poo. Yeah, I have actually. I don't really mind pooing, but wh- but that's when good, people... that's good. You do it every day. <laughs> Can't every... imagine if you did. Ah, what's this? <laughs> not every day actually. I'm not that. I'm not as regular. Not as Not that you, regular. Which is why sometimes I block toilets. But I. When people come to my flat, I always think that, that horrible embarrassment of thinking I've got to go to the toilet and people are going to hear me pooing. I don't really mind so much, but I always say to people, if you're going to go to the toilet, just announce it and we will just go to the living room because it's not nice to think that someone can hear you pooing. Or... <laughs> just and announce really, it. 
just but no one cares no one else can even hear it's just when you're sat in the toilet doing it yourself you're thinking everyone's listening well, if you're nervous about it what you need to do is just put a piece of toilet paper in first and that breaks the fall that's not enough come on guys that's not how enough. forceful are you you can basically you could wrap your hand with toilet paper surprised, and you can... when you poo it doesn't go all the way in <laughs> <laughs> straight up to the U-bend but you could wrap your hand in toilet paper then when you poo you could collect it in your hand and then David. gently gently put it down into the water <laughs> I've done, that, I've done that before and it's a long You've drop yeah I quite like the German way where they've got that kind of like plate that it kind of sits on what's happening what's happening uh, do we need to take a break what's in I've German I've actually now in Germany no in, Ger- in Germany they have these toilets I think it's Germany they have these toilets where there's like a viewing, viewing platform so it goes down to this platform and then the water flushes it off that because I think they like to see their not poos not a diving board <laughs> a diving board for your poos yeah they didn't cover that in german week did they it might not i might have actually just thrown germany under the bus it might not be germany but it's definitely a country let us know which country has the viewing platform bit on i'm the still poo. like vibrating from the fact that you've collected your own poo in your own hand oh yeah i've done that before shat in your own hands so you know that phrase no but you've got a toilet paper there there's, it's still your hand yeah but i'm a nurse sure has, has anyone else shat in your hands before I've, yeah i've had a lot of i could tell you so many poo stories i mean we've got time oh no not now <laughs> So there's a saying in the north, which is like, "I'd rather shit my hands and clap." You literally could do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I think maybe we should stop there. We're gonna stop there. Well, that was quite something, and that's the first episode of 2023, <laughs> all done and dusted. And that's how we're walking into this next year. I can't believe we've made it this far, to be honest. As in working together, or just society as general? Both, especially after that. But isn't it nice that we have? (laughs) Absolutely. On a serious note, we say it every single week, but thank you everyone for listening. We love doing this podcast and we're loving the little community that's sprung up across the world. Yes, on that note, we still love hearing from you. And so please keep sending over your taste tests as well as all those bake-off questions, baking queries, and of course, those filthy stories which we all love so much. Yeah, and if... You send in more stories. I don't have to keep on telling my stories, which I keep on doing embarrassing myself. Uh, we're sharing more recipes on our OnlyFans this week. So if you're not there already, do join us at patreon.com forward stroke sticky bum boys. And we'll see you next time for the quarterfinals already. We will see you then. And just think when you hear this splat, it's Mrs. Smith. Ready for the boring bit? Let's go. The Sticky Bun Boys are not endorsed by or affiliated with Love Productions, The Great British Bake Off, or any of its subsidiaries. All views and opinions are our own. The Great British Bake Off and all related content are registered trademarks and copyrights of their respective trademark and copyright holders. Very professional, David. In one breath. (laughs) We're all just having a bit of fun, aren't we? (laughs) If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. 
For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.